What up, what up? This is your boy Checo. This is your boy Noi. What up? And this is Compass Unfiltered. Thank you guys for listening, for watching. Make sure you guys follow all of our social media. Subscribe and like. And make sure you go rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Make sure you drop a comment on YouTube. Uh, like and subscribe. Yes, sir. Enjoy the episode. For a pod, I forgot the fucking name now. Daily Zamia <laughs> guys, maybe out of Rockford. Oh, it was two guys though. One was like he's like an actor or something like that. And the other guy, oh, had, like in my opinion, one of the guys in is, my opinion. yeah, one of the guys is a Puerto Rican guy, and the other dude barely talks. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he would barely talk. Hello, yeah. But, I'm trying to get him on, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was I I actually liked it, bro, and um, I actually added them. So like, yeah, Miguel I like their River, flow. I yeah. like their flow that they had, bro. I like I like Miguel. I like, yeah, it was fun, dude, and we did it. I'm trying to get them on, so I am scheduling and waiting for the other ones that came on. So you, you is that where you saw me first on there, or are you just no, on no, there? No, oh, no. okay. No, but I obviously because we we're having you on, yeah. so I was like, I, I got to find out, you know, a little bit more about What's this guy you. About? Yeah. Um, because obviously your pods, you're interviewing other people. You, you do talk about yourself, right? You know, yeah, you share so, stories, but that one was more like you. So, the, show, yeah, yeah, so you, they were talking more, you know, you were uh, telling stories or whatever. And the one that I wanted to bring up because I was like, what? Because we actually had this conversation about um, eating ass. Mm-hmm. And you were like, you know, you had your ass ate and shit. And, oh, yeah. So the first time, is, is that the time? Or there's multiple. I mean, I. That's the first time that I saw that. I heard you talking about eating ass or you had your getting ass my ass eaten out. Getting your ass eaten out. Yeah. I, I was like, oh shit, that's <clears throat> fucking wild, bro. Yeah, I'm really into getting my ass eaten out. The first time I was not into it at all. Like it was scary. I didn't know what was going on. It was yeah. So that the first time was basically <laughs> this guy I said was, it was scary. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> so the first time like all right, the first time I was talking to some, some Puerto Rican chick, right? So I'm messaging her and I'm saying some nasty shit, kind of pushing my limits about shit. I'm not really gonna do, it. I'm just talking shit, you know. And then say something like, yeah, girl, you're going to eat my ass. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. I'm going to do this to you. Bullshitting. And then I remember one time, you know, we hooked up and then she had me in the bed and she turned me over and I was like, all right, what's she going to do? And then I was sitting there and then I felt it. Right. And I was like, oh shit. Like what? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think she was actually going to do it. So then she like ate my ass. But the problem is, I don't have a problem having my ass eaten now, but it was the first time and I was on my stomach. It feels vulnerable. It feels weird. Right. And afterwards I was like, man. What just, I was like, am I gay now? Like, I, for two days, I was fucked up. Like, am I gay? What am I doing? Like, it just fucked with my head for like two days. I was, a, it was, I was like in a haze. But then after that, it was like a lot of things. It's like, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? But, but I don't like it in that position. If I prefer it, like, not to be too vulgar, I'm sitting down, a girl's giving me a head, and it goes to my taint area, and then my ass. Or that's, I'm cool with that. But laying down on my stomach around fours, I ain't down with all that. So no. if you're gonna eat my ass, eat it properly. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't want it in a weird way where I feel like I had one buddy who was in Honduras. <laughs> he did it like he he like sat over the girl, and after we talk about oh, it after, shit. yeah, and he was like, "Why'd you do it that way?" He's like, "I don't know. It was stupid. It don't make like he squatted over her, and it was. I was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I, was, I don't know what I was thinking. It was a mistake, but that's not the way to do it. But yeah, but that the first time that was random, right? So after that, like you kind of knew that you prep for it or was it no like i would never i would never i would never i always be prepared like i'll never let a girl go down there if i haven't showered something like that's it's gross yeah yeah like i always have to be showered because i'm dirty right i don't i do shower but i'm a dirty person in general like during that pandemic like i started washing my hands 
probably the amount of times that a normal person does. Because before that, like I wasn't, you know, I'm one of those dudes. Like I'm gonna wash my hand. I'm building my immune system. Blah blah. blah. But maybe I got a little bit gets out of control. Like I would only wash my hands if I took a shit or they got really dirty. Otherwise, I'm not washing my hands. I'm not. I mean, I shower and stuff, but like I'm, I'm dirty and I'm brutal on my stuff. So it's, you know, I gotta. If a girl's gonna eat my ass, you know, I gotta make sure there's no. I don't want anything to happen. Like you know, I, I don't know if you guys have been with girls before you do like sometimes they don't want to do anal. like the first time we went out i hung out with my my girl the first time we had sex i remember she was like i think maybe she mentioned maybe you know and she was like no i had taco bell or we took her to taco bell she's like no she's like <laughs> that's no tough. that's that's not gonna happen you know what i mean and i was like okay I but at least she gave you the heads up bro so that's fucking you know uh yeah because i took her i think because we went to taco bell she's like yeah taco bell's probably not a good idea i was like all right i was I was like, I'm cool. I don't know how it came up because I've never been an anal person, but it came up a little bit. All right. This Paloma thing is interesting. I forgot I don't like tequilas. It was probably a mistake to drink this. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna back down. But yeah, it's um <laughs> it's not that great. Yeah, I was always into yeah, Puerto Rican shit like my ass eating now. Um finger stuff, not so much. Like one time it happened aggressively with this girl and like she put her finger in my ass and then she went and like I was like, I'm not Puerto Rican, right? So Puerto Rican dudes are all into this. How how would you know that? Huh? She Puerto- told you? Uh wait, wait, wait. How do I know that she was gonna do it? How do you know that Puerto Rican guys? Oh, I'm friends with Puerto Ricans, dude. I know Puerto Rican. Abby so Sanchez has a whole bit about it. Like I grew up with Puerto Ricans and Hondurans. Like I know Puerto Rican. They like they like this. Yeah, shit. they're they're borderline sus. They're into freaking fingers in their ass. Like I had one friend. <laughs> you know what I mean? Their eyebrows. It's a thing. It's a put thing in the Puerto Rican culture. They like Butt stuff. You I know did not know that. They like arroguandula and girls playing with their butt. It's, it's just a thing, you know what I mean? And then, um, and if they're saying it's not, they're lying. But not not all of them, but like there's enough Puerto Ricans where it's like, it's com- it's common. It's a like, thing. Are there yeah. Puerto Ricans in Aurora? Are we, can we say we're in Aurora? Did the, yeah, yeah, know yeah, yeah they know we're okay. in Aurora, yeah. Okay. It's funny because you guys are like almost, not like Chicago, but I said compadres, la abuela, like unexpected out. Out here, it's like uh, like Chicago, parts of Chicago like moved out here. Is Aurora a bunch of Mexicans that came from Chicago? It seems like, or do you guys uh, grow up here? No, or? no, we didn't grow up here. I moved out here four years ago, man. Uh, my wife actually started working nearby, so I just didn't want her to have that long drive. So I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll buy a house in Aurora. And now she works from home, so now I got to make the long drive regardless. But no, we didn't grow up in Aurora. Like I, I barely know any of the streets around here, bro. So is there an ass eating going on in Aurora here? Or? Man, I wouldn't know, <laughs> but uh, I think in general for myself, because we, uh, oh, excuse me, we were talking. You're good. We were talking about um, um, uh, what the fuck with chingonas? First partners, like oh, when with you're your only, first time. Yeah, when, not only your first time, but when you only have one partner for like a long time. But like, if you hold out till you get married, oh, and then like how it's like it might not be great, but then we made the argument that you don't know what a great is because it's your first time and you don't know anything else that's your only partner yeah it's your only partner like ben shapiro he lost virginia to his wife did he yeah he did no shit yeah and his sister has a huge rack um (laughs) she does yeah they're amazing but i mean were you guys you guys were experienced anybody here go straight to marriage no you guys no no no, we yeah how's okay no, he's not gonna say yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> he was okay. just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't, yeah, I didn't hold out to marriage, so okay. that wasn't why we were talking about it. But no, yeah. So we were just talking about that, but your experience with with your first time, um, and then waiting till marriage, and then uh, we, were, I was saying that like how yes, you do experience other girls, and then obviously it's different, right? You know. Oh yeah. So then 
my time kind was of. just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But or, I mean, there's girls. I feel that it's I'm, different more for women a little bit because it's like women could, you know, a lot of women won't come during sex depending on the dude or depending on the situation. But it's like at the end of the day, no matter how bad you are as a girl in bed, I'm going to come. You know what I mean? Uh, unless I'm like really wasted, then I'm probably not. Actually, I didn't come for a few years of my life now that I think about it. But I'm going to enjoy it at least, even if I don't come. I didn't come for like five years. Not in a row. It wasn't like a giant. It wasn't like some, uh, what's his name? Uh, sting. It wasn't some weird sting tantra thing. Oh, it just, shit. I was like for years, I was just, it was all drinking, going out, hooking up, drinking. So, so with my current girl, it was the first time I had sober sex in like five to six or a year. I don't know. It was like, it was weird to me at first. I was like, this is scary. Like, I haven't had sober sex in like five or six years. I remember what this is like. So then it was a little bit weird for me. But no, for five years, it was like, like people would say, oh, she's not good in bed. Yeah, but I mean, she's a chick. She's not bad looking. I get to touch her ass. I'm getting what I want, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish she would move more or, you know, maybe give me head. But at the end of the day, I'm going to enjoy myself versus like a girl, you're not going to come. You're going to have, I feel girls have a lot of regrets. I don't know if you're on Facebook and you see, they regret everything they do, everybody they date. I don't have regrets. Like girls I did, I was like, oh, okay, well, it didn't work out. It was fine. But girls are like, oh, I, I was, I'm no longer the person I used to be. I They like miss some innocent person they were and they're not anymore. And that's, at least with me as a dude, it's like, all right, well, I fucked up there. That was good. That was bad. Oh, I wish I wasn't such an asshole like that. But girls feel like, uh, they they lose a because you know they get older and stuff they lose a part of themselves and it's, I see it on Facebook every day I just now I enjoy just watching all these girls on Facebook it's a lot of complaints about their ex and I can, they can't believe they dated something like that but I don't I don't have that language I don't know if you guys do with exes and things like that and it was more like eh whatever but to me it is what it is but yeah I, I, I think for most dudes it is but then with women it's like this huge deal like this guy ruined your life and i get it maybe because we lie a lot so i i could feel how I mean, they're fully invested right i, th- I think so right and yeah. and as men we probably are not no we're not we're definitely i didn't and i didn't think about that right because it was like you know i was been with women and girls and until i got with my girl now it was like oh like i was never really ready to commit i guess so I'm kind of there. Yeah, I guess I'm there for along the ride. And they're like, oh, this is going to happen. And it's like, not not so much. I'm just here for you to eat my ass. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> but right now that you're talking about girls complaining on, on social media and oh, Facebook and whatnot. It's so beautiful. Uh, I, love, I like watching. I enjoy it now. You do? Yeah. Okay. I, I, get, I enjoy chaos. I enjoy, it's my favorite things are like going out with my girl and things going bad with other people whatever watching talking about it I like i like it i like enjoy it. the show yeah i enjoy the show you know what yeah, I mean? gotcha so it doesn't upset me like it used to because i get to i just appreciate it like all right this is fun i don't i don't want to say it upsets me but it does make me feel some type of way bro like when people vent too much on on social media you know what i mean i mean it's mainly uh women right who yeah kind of kind of vent but then you do see the occasional guy here and there and I, so like, I saw a guy post the other day he was like, and uh, if you're listening, you should be listening, motherfucker. But he posted something about like, man, some long post. And at the end, he was like, if I bet, if 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 you people lived through half of what I lived through, I you probably would kill yourself. Like, just praise him, how amazing, how strong he is. I just, it's very annoying to me when people kind of praise themselves like that. Like, all right, motherfucker, you went through it. Like, I, I'm that type. Uh, 
person, well, at least for myself. And I'm trying to get better because it's important to praise people when they do well, and I don't because I don't praise myself a lot. I'm very tough on myself, but it works for me. You know what I mean? So other people, it's not going to work for them. They they might be like, oh, this is too negative. But he was like, yeah. And I saw some other guy. On my, uh, he was friends with my girlfriend. He was like, same type of post. He's like, oh, man. I'm a king. You guys don't understand what I went through. And it's like, everybody goes through shit, motherfucker. Like, right, it, right. It's, oh, it's, yeah, it's very, when the dudes do it, it's really, it's, it's like, no, you should get a, a sniper. It's kind of cringe, no? Like, it's very cringe. Like, it's we, like... You need a sniper. You need a 50 caliber sniper <laughs> to go through. Maybe just go through your shoulder and teach you, you know, maybe go through some real shit. Maybe you did, but it's like, why are you talking about it on Facebook? In that way. I don't know. Maybe because as you, a comic, bro. like, I'll talk about it, but I like to make it funny. I'm just, Facebook and all the long whatever, it's like it gives people all this time to go on these fucking posts. And it's like, oh, this, I just, yeah, I just saw one today. And it's, yeah, Facebook could be very annoying with the long fucking monologue of how whatever you went through. I don't know. Like, I wish, maybe you should have killed yourself. I don't know. That's fucked up, bro. But uh, I think that's why I'm also like, I'm, I'm definitely not on facebook as much as i used to be mm-hmm. i'm more like on instagram and like i know it's like tiktok for me bro that's just fucking addicting i don't, I don't know you i don't like tiktok i don't ha- i have it and i don't have it i download the app to upload a video from a podcast and i delete it i don't it's sometimes like steps on beyond it and it, it bothers me something about maybe that noise that, that that it's a different one i don't like it like it's you know and i don't mind on instagram because there's like pictures whatever and then there's right, a video right. but it's just video video i can't my brain can't take it i don't like it i like youtube i like you know or podcasts a little bit longer form watching a video maybe some instagram stuff but i can't no i can't stand tiktok plus it's you know this is the chinese government like because you know that on tiktok in china the kids who watch it they get all this stuff about all education and whatever stuff, yeah. and over here they're just like they're literally making us stupider and make it us weaker, and it's like we're like, oh yeah, but it's you know, it's fun, it's entertaining, so it's like, all right, no, so that's I'm not a, I don't like TikTok, but you do upload on there for your, I upload your, and, yeah, I, and I delete the app because then the app is very intrusive. It goes through all this weird, unlike all the apps are like, if you notice, if you have Facebook Messenger and you have Facebook, if you say something, look at your Facebook and you'll see an ad for what you said within mm-hmm. within an hour. We that's because of Messenger. That that's because of Messenger. That's why they separate the app. Oh, so it's not because of. Facebook app itself. It's yeah, unless something changed, but from what I remember, it was that's when they separate the app because for the stuff they wanted to do it, that's why they made Messenger its own app versus a Facebook. Remember, it used to be all in one app. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they did it separately because they had to pull all this, put all this other shit, which you actually you agreed to in the terms and conditions. So it's like you know, oh, we're helping with with ads and stuff. Like, go talk about Snapple. That's what I did. I was talking about Snapple, and then boom, Snapple. You know, I didn't type anything. We all know you type shit or you click on something, you're gonna get the ads. But now, if you talk about it, like. You'll get you get the ads on Facebook. I see that on on uh, also like on YouTube though, bro. Like you know, you do get some like little ads in between, like when you're scrolling through the feed. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll see that. On oh, YouTube just talking as about well. it type of thing. Yeah, yeah, we probably yeah. signed up for it and said something. So it's I mean it's everywhere, right? Yeah, I don't think it, that's just gonna go away or, or I know anyway, we get rid of it. Yeah, and if you talk, you can't. Yeah, it sucks. I hate it, but it's. I mean, yeah, it's everywhere. It's funny because there's those guys. Uh, I was there's a guy at work today. He was talking about the bail thing or something that's going on in Chicago. I forgot the no bail bond or no cash bond. Oh, okay, and, for the safety act. Yeah. yeah, his thing is, you know, I was saying like, okay, if you're a violent criminal or something, don't maybe don't let him out if you're a threat. And he was like, just don't break the law. And I was like, uh, people who say just don't break the law annoy me because it's like, hey, 
we got a system in the U.S. that people fought for. It's not just don't break the law. There's there's things called rights, and then it's like you're such a cracker. He's he's white and he's bald, and he's probably horrible at sex. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm great or anything like that. Like, but it's yeah. you ever see that? Who's a baseball? Uh, uh, it was it was a show on HBO. He was an ex baseball player. It was a guy who was in all those movies with the mullet and stuff. Danny McBride. Uh, so it was Danny McBride, and he played a baseball player. There's a scene in it where there's a there's a white dude. He's on top of this girl, and he's like, he's like, are you? Is that good for you? Are you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, about, did yeah. you come? She's like, no, no. He was like, I thought earlier, yeah, I was about to, but no, no. He's like, are oh, you? He's like, you want me to keep going, or he's like, if you want, he's like, all right, I'll stop. Maybe we could do it later. And I was like, that's what I see as, as cracker <laughs> sex. <laughs> to me. That's when I think of a, a white dude in the Midwest. You know, there's different type of white people. White people. There's the Italians and the white trash. Maybe a little bit racist. I like those people versus the the kind of plain J Midwest. Like, oh, that was. It's like, come on, dude. Well, most likely they didn't grow up like how I want to say how we, we kind of grew up. Yeah, their food had no salt or pepper. In it. It's disgusting. That, yeah, that well, yeah, maybe <laughs> it's no flavor. I wasn't look. I got we got I'm friends now with white people. I've been to their and she even apologized. Like, yeah, man, it's chicken. I know it doesn't have any flavor. It literally don't like nothing. It was like, man, like I was at some white place in Kenosha. I'm gonna call it's called Frank's Diner, and I might maybe I had COVID because I was it was a bit I thought about at the time I was eating. I was like, I was talking to my girlfriend. I was like, are you enjoying this? And I was like, this has no flavor. And I was like, do I have? Man, I was like, maybe I have COVID or maybe. Like, I don't smoke cigarettes anymore, but something was bothering me about it. And this place, like, it's, I understand, like, one time you have it, but it's, like, repeat business, and it doesn't make sense to me. And it's, like, all right, it's just the white people don't flavor on their food. Nothing, dude. They don't believe in seasoning. Nothing, dude. And I I thought it was just, like, a a joke or so. But, no, I've been to these barbecues. I've been to these houses. And I was, like, oh, shit. Like, I was. It's real. Spelled, Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was not spoiled, but yeah, I, and I didn't know, know there was like boring people until I started. Like, I went on some Tinder dates, and then I met some girl, and she had no person, or she was scared of me. Um, now looking back, maybe she was just thought I was gonna kill her or something like that. Because halfway through the day we we're going, and I turn around and she had no mask. Halfway through the day, I turn around, she has a mask on, and that's when I was like, I did that call. I don't know if you've been. I called my friend. I was like, hey. That, with that pre-care call where he calls you, or I text him, he's like, oh, yeah, I need to go, and it's an emergency, yeah, I had to go, but that's like, yeah, bitch, I'm leaving, you know what I mean? Like, fuck this. <laughs> um, I actually saw a, a, a guy, he makes TikToks, and it's, it's like his mom, they're white, and she's like making chicken, she'll make nachos or whatever, and like legit, like no fucking flavor whatsoever. So I think that's hilarious. But going to, uh, growing up, bro, like, you grew up in um, Waukegan, right? So, yeah, I was born in Los Angeles, and I used to spend my summers kind of back in L.A. up until maybe 15 or, like, at least a month there. But I grew up uh, in a place called Highwood up until fifth grade, and then I grew up in one, sixth grade to high school and post and college. Basically, yeah, Waukegan. Waukegan and this little ghetto weird town called Zion right north of it. I grew up in, in the Walk, which is, like, it's a suburb, but it's a lot of Mexicans, and there's, like ghetto parts and it's really bad now compared there's to there's a lot of mexicans in zion no no waukegan is and okay, if you go to zion it's black people white trash and like weird religious white people because zion was actually started by some uh like very religious people zion is in the bible it means something i don't i forgot but like the the center of the town is a cross it's, it's a church country-ish no it's it, it, it was a dry town up until maybe it might still be a dry town like it was it started religious yeah 
but it's parts that are super ghetto. Like I used to, I live there. We have a shooting on video that the police actually came to get the video from us because where my drive, where my car was right next to the driveway. I have a video of some dude getting like shot at by this van, and then the cops came and then they took the video to identify and arrest the guy who shot him. Like it was on 29th and Ezra. It's this ghetto little hot little spot in Zion. You know, especially in the summer, it gets hot and people start shooting. So, and then we used to hang out with this crackhead called uh, Hustle Man in Zion, who's been riding the streets of maybe not in Aurora, but Chicago. There's, you know, there's that, that neighborhood crackhead who's been there forever. Like yeah. he was Hustle Man for like 20 years. He's still out there riding the streets for like 20 years on his bike, selling you VCRs and lawnmowers. Like you see him in his bicycle dragging a lawnmower. But Waukegan and then Zion on and off for a few years is where I grew up. Would you hang out with the Paisas out there? Or what, what, what yeah. was the crowd that you would hang out with? It was, oh, I go. In high school, it was a lot of Norteños. You guys are both Mexican, right? Yeah. What parts? Zacatecas. Like, in Jalisco. In Jalisco, yeah. yeah. So, Hidalgo. Yeah. So then, Hidalgo? Not, oh, I'm thinking Sabina. Not Sabina is Hidalgo, right? No. The Norteño people. So in high school, I hung out with the Norteño people, right? All the Nuevo León people. I went to their dances. And then after high school, my friends were, I'd go out, Mexicans. Like my core friends are Mexicans, and I have a group of Mexican Hondurans. Uh, no, Puerto Rican Hondurans. They're they're a family of half Puerto Rican, half Hondurans because a pair of brothers married a pair of sisters. Mm. So two Puerto Rican brothers married two Honduran sisters. So my close friends. So I grew up with them, and just the, like in like my twenties, it was going to the city or going to the little bars or clubs, the city club style bars like in Waukegan. Up until a few years ago, you know what I mean. Like twenty nineteen is when I had my stripper incident, but before that. I was my friend opened a bar in, in Beach Park near Zion, and I was there. I was just thinking in my head, I was going like, oh, like once a weekend. But then I, when I thought about it, and you look back, I was like, oh shit, I was there like Tuesday through Sunday, some oh, weeks. So I was going out a lot, you know. And I'm the type I go out and I drink, but I still go to work. But I was going out a lot. But yeah, it's all it's all Mexican. Like I ran some shows there too. It was like it's yeah, it's mostly Mexican now. A lot of Hondurans, um, hate them, and. Yeah, a lot of Hondurans and Mexicans working, but the Hondurans are taking over. They, over walking? Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, no, I can't, I can't say. <laughs> they're so slimy, and like my friends, my best friends are Hondurans, but they're very slimy. I think it's because Hondurans is a fucked up place, and you got to fucking, you either have to be a narco or a dirty politician or something to make money there. It's just how corrupt it is. So I feel like you have that mentality. So they're always trying to get one up on you because it's how you grow up in this shit. That's my theory. Because it's it's just it's a hard hard place to live, mm. so you kind of kind of everybody fucks each other over a little bit, in, in my opinion, in the Honduran community because that's you kind of have to do it, and it comes over here. I mean, but there's like there's two good ones that I met maybe, but the other ones you watch out like you're out in the bar and they're not pying the drinks, so they're like they're super cheap, but it comes from back back home like you don't you don't have shit, you know what I mean? In, in Hondu, at least parts of Mexico, you can do some shit versus Hondu. It's Hondu sucks. I've been, I've been, I used to go like not every year, but I've been a few times to spend some New Year's. Honduras? Yeah. No we shit. Would, yeah, we would go to the mainland, uh, San Pedro Sula, which is very violent. And then there's two islands that are very nice uh, Roatan, which is a, a, a popular spot where people go. And there's other one called Utila. But the mainland, it's like, it's some, yeah, it's, there was a point where it was like up there with Karachi. It's up in the like per capita people getting killed in something. And you went with your buddies, right? Yeah, it's yeah. It's not like you went out there blind and shit. So. Yeah, I went with their buddies and like, they were fr- oh, and there were friends of like, uh, I went to a wedding one time where the guy married the wedding because this guy married this chick because he wanted to get laid. She was a Muslim and their parents are strict Muslim. So she would not get married 
until they she wouldn't have sex until I married. So he married her. I had a big wedding. I went to the wedding, and they had sex, and they were the wedding was it was over within like a few weeks. So he and, went up there. Oh shit! He married just to yeah, just to just fuck, a, dude. That was to the wedding and everything. I was just pictures of me, and it's a it's a big wedding too. Black label everywhere and things like we went to the the bachelor party, the strip club, and then yeah, nope. Is that how your love for strippers came to be? How did my love? No, proximity. So I came to strip clubs here. Let's uh, <laughs> say proximity. <laughs> well, I, I tell you, the, my, how the strip clubs began for me was when I was young. I think I was exposed to porn a little bit too early. So then I had a thing like porn or what strip What do you mean clubs. by too early, though? Be specific. I, I, it was before 13. It was before, I think I was prepubescent. I remember I, I saw videos or something. It was weird. I, I thought it was a lady eating like a, chi- a turkey, and when I zoomed and looked back, I was like, she was giving some dude a head, and I was like, what is? It, it didn't make sense to me. Then, and I did see it, and it kind of fucked in my head. And then I had the black box. We had the oh, black box, and we had, so we yeah, had free, yeah. free fucking cable and all that softcore porn. And that's before I masturbated, so I would just sit there and watch it, and I'd get like a boner. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know. I was like, oh, this is cool, and I would just sit there and watch it, and that's it. I didn't put two and two together until afterwards. I don't think I even masturbated at the time. I was just watching. I was like, this is cool. And I never thought of, so then strip clubs here, my first strip club I went to, I was like 15 or 16. I got a fake ID. My aunt got me a fake ID. And then I took that and she and I had my other aunt drop me off at the strip club in, in LA. And I went in and I was excited because I, I was, I've been seeing it as a kid for the last three, I don't know how many years I drive by and I was like, now I have my fake, I'm finally going to go in. So, um, you know, and I didn't get laid till I was eighteen, so it was a, it was like you know that Porky's type of kid. Like I'm trying to f- find the stuff. So I went in. As soon as I went in, the guy he just grabbed my. I tried to give him my fake ID. He's like, "Get the fuck out of here." He just he's like, "Go, just go." Oh, it didn't work, dude. I was young as fuck. Like you know, now that you're older, you see sixteen or seventeen, I was like, "Holy shit, you you're young!" But you thought they looked older because when we were younger and they were on tv and you're six or said there's a fucking 25 year old playing them right, so you think right. they look older but no now you see them like oh my god they're like these are kids yeah, yeah, yeah for they're sure. young so i was like obviously he saw some fucking little i'm like 15 and i'm going in there and i didn't grow i didn't have a beer and i was like holy shit so then he got me out and then i remember i kept trying to go either get porn or like i i, I got porn my one time i got porn uh, in a wheelchair it was my plan like i so I was like, there's a porn shop that was on a border kind of by Wisconsin and Illinois where I lived. And I had my, my friend, one of my best friends broke his leg. And when I saw his broken leg, I was like, that's it. I have an idea. We're going to get porno because of your leg. So what we did is I took, we went to the mall, to the Gurney Mills Mall. And if you have a cast, they give you a wheelchair. So I was like, all right, we're going to get the wheelchair that we got him. And then I was like, all right, let's go. We take the wheelchair, throw it in the trunk of my car, get in the car. We drive, you know, 20 minutes north by the border in Wisconsin to the porn shop, and my plan is like, look, if I'm going to go in there in a wheelchair, there's no way this guy's going to card me. Why would you? You're not going to card doing a wheelchair. So I go in there. They're recording me. I go. I'm there. I look, I look at the videos. I grab it. I go to the register, and I put the stuff, and he sees me in the wheelchair, and he rings me out or whatever. And I'm like 17 or whatever age. You know, I'm not. Yeah. Or 16. I'm like, I did it. You know what I mean? Like, my first time I try to go to a strip club, 
there was a place called Baby Dolls by right that kitty corner to that porn shop. And me and my buddy went, and he turned 18, and I was still 17. And I brought my ticket, and I did the eraser, and I tried to change my birthday. And I was like, oh, I have a ticket on my ID, but they didn't let me. So he was in there, and I was waiting. So, like, <laughs> he was in there. But I waiting. finally went in to the, ad, the Admiral Theater in Chicago with my aunt's fake ID. It worked there. Oh, and I, I went in there with, with, with coupons, too. I had them printed out, and I went, and I was like, because, you know, I, I didn't have sex. And what get coupons would they give to the strip club? Oh, if you go to the website, yeah, if you go, I don't know how they do anymore, but there was plenty of times I'd go, and you go, and you print out coupons to get for the cover, because the Edmore doesn't sell alcohol, so places oh. that don't have alcohol, they'll charge you a cover, like 20 bucks, versus the non-alcohol places might charge you 5 or 10 or something like that, but they're making money off of booze, where the other places, they need that cover money, they got to make money off of you, like, somehow, you know what I mean? Oh, gosh, so it wasn't like two lap dances for one or something like mm-hmm. that, like, oh, okay. No, no, it was coupons to get in for the for the cover, because it was a $20 cover to the Admiral, so... Yeah, my my first time there, I was there with like a with a fake ID, and I was like, uh, it was. So I was always looking, searching for, you know what I mean. And then when when I was, I'm older. I don't know how old you guys are, but the internet didn't have videos. The videos are slow. It was pictures. You know, it wasn't like it is now. Porn wasn't free. Like those mo- that movie I bought was fifty or sixty dollars. You know, what? That, damn. You know, yeah, and it's like so I. For my birthday every day. I hope you you kept it, bro. Fifty. Oh yeah, yeah. And I even liked that movie. It was weird. There's a clown in. I didn't like it, but clown. It had a good review because I had the porno magazines. I'd read like some of the reviews sometimes. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna get this one because it had a review. Because it's like now you could just look. Now you can go to all these tabs, pick any type of shit you're into, and go. But it wasn't like that back then. You know, it was the internet was pictures. It was there was no good video. You had to download a video. You get a two minute clip (laughs) that you had to download that took you an hour. I had a fucking uh, there's no, you know, it was the AOL or the, the dial-up modems. Yeah, you know, it was it was tough times for like young perverts like me. Like I was trying to, <laughs> and I wasn't. Getting, it's not like I had a girlfriend. I wasn't getting. I didn't get laid till I was 18. So we, you know, we used to cow tip and do all the, like when you're not getting laid, you do all this crazy shit like you know, like cow tipping and try to find porno wherever like, cow tipping man we, we never did it like when we got there like the cows are already fucking laying they're already laying down and sleeping i was like i thought they were supposed to be standing up i was like <laughs> you gotta gyp, introduce dude. them bro you didn't even introduce them this is giovanni diaz from loving podcast uh, <laughs> there you go yeah <laughs> i've done i used to do comedy i'm doing a little bit more comedy now now in the winter but i had a little break since the pandemic but i got some shows coming up when is this coming out when do you guys release every like the, uh, this will be released uh next wednesday so. next wednesday okay so i have a show at the lincoln lodge the 21st me gente with mar mcfly who's mexican and i think his dad killed his mom or something i don't know but he was talking about it in the podcast but he didn't say directly and then i was like and afterwards i was like i listened to the podcast it hasn't come out yet and i was like did some weird shit happen? I didn't delve into it because he was like, it was it was dark and I don't talk to my dad and my mom died violently. Well, and then afterwards, I put it together. I was like, is that what happened? I don't know yet. You know, maybe if I drink with him at their show, I was well, that one of the most. Your most it hasn't come out yet. It hasn't come out yet. Yeah, Mar McFly, no, it hasn't. No, I did have another one with somebody else, and they were talking about their dad or I forget how it went. Well, we're comedians, we'll so it. yeah, comedians. Yeah. So I have weird relationships with our parents. You know what I mean? Like. That's how you become a comic. You some sh- fucked up shit happens, and you become a comedian. No, you're not. Nobody's happy. Like, oh, I want to go do comedy. Usually, stand up comedy at least. There's something fucked. Up. I don't. I didn't know. Was, I'm. I've always been happy, but looking back, I guess to the outside world, I was like, all right, that maybe things were kind of fucked up growing up and things like that. Do you guys have a good childhood, or I want to say it was a normal childhood, but yeah. now that you bring that up, it's kind of like you do got to be a little off right because you yeah. you have to be in front of a crowd and Cri- just constantly just yeah it's a little bit it's a weird 
thing to yeah be in front of like strangers to try and make them laugh. It's like yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah. So you got to be a little bit fucked up usually to to start it or want to do it. You know, right, right. How long have you been doing comedy for? So I did comedy, I think, like six years, and then I stopped during the pandemic. Everybody stopped, but I didn't. I kind of didn't come back. I came back and did a few shows, but I kind of just. And then I had a, you know, I just had a baby and whatever. But like, I think this winter I'm gonna do more shows. Like I've actually written, like I didn't write a joke for two years, nothing. So I would do shows, and then it was my same shit or crowd work. But now it's like oh, I've kind of got a little bit of the bug. So I'm gonna write. I've written some stuff, and then I'm gonna do some shows and do some things. So, yo, when you write some shit, is it typically like, all right, I think this shit is funny, or is it more like, all right, I think it's gonna be good, but I gotta try it, or you kind of already know that shit's funny. So it's it's uh you gotta to a joke at least in stand up, it has to hit the stage a few times to really develop. So this is so usually how I used to do it. I would write, rewrite. Put it on stage, and then when it goes on stage, it tightens up. Usually, all the fat goes away because that shit you thought was funny when you're writing, you're doing. Obviously, it wasn't like, oh, that's not working. That's not working. Cross, cross, yeah, cross. yeah, yeah. And then you know, you go back and write it, and then that's the stage tightens it up because you know, like you'll say, just you'll know right away if it's, they're laughing or they're not. You know what I mean? So then the stage will tighten everything up, and then you'll go back and rewrite it. But like how I would usually do it is, I um, or I kind of do it now is. I think of something funny and I write it down. I was like, oh, that's funny. Um, or of a premise where I think, oh, that's that's funny or that's relatable. Like, I want to make this funny. I want to talk about a thing and make it funny. I do that sometimes. Or sometimes they kind of come and you write it. But then now it's like, if it's not, I, I let things go right away. Like, I used to hold on to jokes and ideas. So, and I, I would sit there, write and rewrite. And I spent weeks on stage. And then I was like, I don't even want to talk about this. Like, what am I? And then finally I figured out, like, why? Am I spending so much time about a subject I don't even care about? So now it's like, I got to like it, and then I'll you'll develop it on stage. It's like what I did recently was I went on stage. I kind of wrote. I, I've never done this before. I wrote on stage. I had some premises. I went on stage. I worked them, and then I listened and wrote, rewrote. So that's what I did now just because. And I wouldn't do this normally before, but now it's because, you know, I just I didn't feel like writing. I, I just I didn't, I didn't feel like it. But now I did it, and I wrote. So it's weird because you can only write and rewrite without hitting the stage for so long eventually like all right it has to hit the stage it has to hit a show or a mic or you gotta if you're doing a show you gotta throw it in the middle somewhere to see know. what the fuck it's gonna do yeah you can't you know you don't if you're doing a paid show you want to do material that works but if you know you're not doing a lot of mics you gotta develop the shit somewhere so you throw you throw it in there you know what i mean and then and then work it up on work it out on stage and then rewrite that's how usually that's how i like to do it so how many times do you go through a joke before you start trimming the fat as you say because like also the I would assume the audience has something to do with it, right? Because sometimes you might get that, like, let's say it's a Latino joke, yeah. and then you, your audience is not Latino. So they're not going to get it. They're not going to laugh. So it's like you can't trim the fat yet, right? You have to. Yeah, and sometimes there's stuff like you like it, and it's funny. Because usually well, you, you don't write for the audience. Most comics don't write for the audience. They write for themselves, you know? So it's like, oh, this is funny. I like this. So, And then when you go on stage, okay, this worked. And if it didn't work, if you like it, You'll keep work on it, rework it until it works. If you don't like it, or at least I don't like it, I'll let that shit go or whatever. And then, or sometimes it makes me think like, oh, you know what? Maybe this isn't that funny. Or maybe I don't want to talk about this. But most comics, I think if now all comics kind of write for themselves. They don't write for the audience. You know what I mean? Like you, you may make those mistakes sometimes and you'll write for the audience. or But basically you write for yourself and then you figure that shit out. So if it, the shit, if it didn't work, 
Like, if you really like it, all right, fuck, it didn't work. But it, like Chris Rock, that uh, 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 black people and N words, it took um, it, it, it didn't work for like a year or two that bit. And he would how Chris Rock would do it. He'd go up on stage and he wouldn't do any of the cadences or the. In fact, he would just do it, you know, just flat. He would perform it because he wanted just the material to work. And it took him like that stuff did not work for a year. But he's like, I like this. I want, and so. It took a while to develop, but now it's like it's like one of his best bits. But some some stuff, it's like you gotta. But you know, it's funny because when I first started, all of my stuff was really weird. It was not what was I talking about? I don't know. It was gross. I was talking about just like one time this comedian pulled me outside who I hate. His name is Patrick Tomlinson. He has me blocked on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> I think he's a sci-fi writer, and then I think I think Ben Shapiro blocked him too. Uh, but he's a sci-fi writer, and he's kind of one of those dudes to me. He's very uppity, but <clears throat> one time he did help me out because one time he pulled he pulled me outside after a mic, and I, I think I was talking about maybe my dad getting deported or something, and he was like, your dad got deported? Like, I've known you for two years. I never even knew this. You never even talked about this. Like, I was like, write about that stuff. Talk about that stuff. You're over there talking about jerking off or fucking mayonnaise or something stupid because in the beginning, you just write whatever. You don't, I have no idea what I was doing. And I was like, oh, he, so he did change. Like up until like the last two years, I feel like I got okay. And I started writing stuff. Like I never wrote about myself up until maybe before the pandemic, two years before there or three. And then like, I was kind of turning the page. I was like, oh, and now I, it was just, it was weird, silly kind of dumb shit. But now it's like, oh, like I write about like I, myself and my about family. Life. Yeah. I don't like writing about topical stuff usually because if you know, if you notice, I don't know if you, if you're friends with a lot of comics on Facebook, if something happens in the news, you go to your Facebook feed, you say the same fucking joke five times in a row. Like, oh, at least for me, all my comic friends, like winter, like fucking winter is coming, Game of Thrones and all these oh, just, or some jokes or it's disgusting. I what I was going to ask you was, so you did mention like, oh, if you're getting paid for a show, like you got to go take material that works, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not you, just gonna go there for the most. I'm not really gonna, a mic or something. I'm not gonna go there and just fuck around. You know. So you have material that to you is timeless, like it'll work at any time. Like obviously, right now, people talking about COVID, that shit is not that funny anymore. You know. Yeah. So I have people have their sets. You know what I mean? And then, so I never judge. I try not to judge comedians from what I see in an open mic because they're working show out. Mm-hmm. And I try to judge them like, oh, when I see them in an actual show and see their actual show material, I was like, oh, it's, it's you know, it's different. Like, oh, that's that's like their set, you know. And some guys will do their show set because they're trying to tighten it or change something, and and that's fine. But like, if I'm doing a paid show, like I'm doing, you know, my uh, my stuff that's gonna be good for the most part. But at the same time, I, I'm gonna enjoy myself, and then I it might change up. I'll do some crowd work now. Generally, like you're there to perform and not like Mikey O. You guys know Mikey O. He's a big producer in Chicago. He does like all these great shows at like 200 something crowds at Joe's on Weed Street. He's like the big Latino producer Ken, in Chicago Ken promoter. Them too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think he did. Yeah. yeah. So he he doesn't like one of the rules. He's like he doesn't allow crowd work at his shows. Like these people paid. You know what I mean? They paid. Um, they paid. They got babysitters. Like you're gonna come and you're gonna do your material. Not coming to my shows and doing crowd work. Mm-hmm. So he's he doesn't like. But crowd that shit work, is real funny though, man. Yeah, some of that stuff is great. You know what I mean? And that's his role. He's a producer. His shows. He does it how. But it's funny because I remember one time I was at a. It actually pissed me off as a comic. I was at the Improv in Schaumburg and I paid for a ticket, and this one comedian I forgot. He always does this thing where he kind of laughs like that. I can't think of his name, but he did all crowd work the whole time. And I don't mind. And I was like, 
<clears throat> sorry, I don't mind a little crowd work, but if I wasn't a comic, I would have been like, oh, that's so funny, blah, blah. But then as a com- as a comic and I'm watching it and you know what's going on, I was like, motherfucker, like, I paid for this. I felt pissed. You're like, I want to hear some of your material. Like, crowd work is great. You know what I mean? Like, Vincent DeVito does some great crowd work because he does the boats now and he does awesome crowd work. And I do crowd work sometimes, but it's like, Sometimes there's sets, but certain shows it's right. like, all right, motherfucker. Like you can't do crowd work at an arena or a theater. Like, right. like where I want to hear, jo- yeah, I don't mind it, but at the same time, like I want to hear jokes. And some guys are, are very story or whatever. I don't care if the stories, but I need punchlines for me. Like I, I get, I can, I tune out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When somebody's not, if I don't hear jokes and punchlines, and I'm watching somebody, you know, I kind of start tuning out a little bit. Like it's like, all right. To bring it back to where you were talking about, like where you have a uh, obviously comedian friends, and you start going down the thread, and they all have like the same jokes, kind of oh, or similar. Yeah. So, bringing like Carlos Mencia, yeah, and that whole thing about like he was stealing jokes. So he, he was Honduran. I told you they're all scumbags. <laughs> when I found out, when I found out that he was Honduran, it it clicked like that. You know, really? I'm kind of joking, but I'm kind of not when I talk about Hondurans. You know, and my most of my friends are Honduran, and they know it. And they'll be like, yeah, okay, I get what you mean. Like, they get it, you know what I mean? Like, we, we know our people, like Mexicans, like, we know what we're good at. And in general, everybody's different, but, you know, but in general, like, all right, this and that. But when I found out he was 100, it all, it clicked, it made sense. And people don't know he was caught stealing jokes, and he would steal jokes from his, uh, from openers that were up and coming, so they couldn't really do shit, and he would steal their material. And to me, it's t- disgusting to me. I would never do it because that's not fun. Would I, me personally, I don't like. I I enjoy people laughing in the audience, and that yeah, that's what yeah, I enjoy. Sure. But my favorite thing is creating something new. Like that's why I kind of quit comedy for a little bit because I didn't have an urge to write. Like I was hosting the show Mascon Mondays at Zanies, and and I told my girls like, all right, I'm gonna write some stuff for the next one. I didn't. All right, I'm gonna write some stuff, for the, and I was like, man, I haven't. And then I, that's when I called the owner, Brian Morton of Zanies, and I was like, hey, man, I'm, I'm not going to do this show anymore. Because it was like, it wasn't, I didn't want to just be doing the same shit over. So that's when I, I kind of chilled on stand-up. And when I would do it, I would do stuff where I would just do crowd work or mess around. But it's like, I don't know. I feel like what's, like if, as as people, like when you, nothing feels better than when you build some shit or accomplish it or after work, like you did some shit and oh, that was me. Like you feel good. When like free money or something like that, like that's why nobody. Whenever whoever wins the lottery, they all they're they're broke within a year because you didn't earn it, you didn't make it, you just get free shit. It doesn't feel the same. Or you, or people get government housing, or people get free shit, or you borrow, give your sister or somebody a car. They're gonna take care of it if you didn't work for it or whatever. It's not right. the same if you didn't that those jokes that you built from like nothing to the fucking mics when you were bombing or whatever. Like that means something to you versus. Carl's Mencia, that's he's probably a sociopath where he just wants the attention from people. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny because I always want to be like, if I was a stand-up, I'd like to be famous but not known because I don't want I don't want to be seen. That's me personally, like, I would not want to be seen or recognized at places. It's kind of cool a little bit. Like, you go, it's like, hey, Giovanni, but at the end of the day, I would prefer money and not just not, not a fame. fame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like give me money or fame. I'm like, I'm not a a, a fame person. I. I, I need to be seen. I need to be because I enjoy it. I enjoy like the writing or whatever, and that's where it comes with. But if I could, like, you know, no, actually, I wouldn't say if I could perform with a mask, I would do it, but not really. Like, I want hmm. people to see my face. I so, am a little vain sometimes. Man, see, I had to write some shit though, right? He had to have some talent. I don't think he would have stolen all of his bits from people, but 
I mean, who knows? I don't know. But no, because I mean, he's still like a, a stand up, and you still. But it's like because his earlier shit was like really funny, you know. But but, but now I, he's out there and he's writing his own shit and his garbage. I don't know, but he's not. You know, I don't think it. I don't know. Maybe it fucked him up so much where he can never come back and be that big because he has that stigma. But I feel like Louis had that stigma. Louis C.K. He's back. He's doing the Chicago theater. He went from doing. Being canceled, doing uh, clubs, which I'm so glad he got canceled, Louis C.K. Because because of that, I could see I got to see him at a club, at Zadie's a small club. But if he didn't, you know, you could only go to theaters to see him. But now I got to see him. It was I was like, oh, thank God for jerking off in front of bitches. It was like I got to see <laughs> Louis. And it was great. I loved it. But then you know what I mean. Um, but he would. It was weird. But he did. It's not like. Did you got to say? Did you got to say what's up or no? No, no. Did you I shake just, his hand? I just see. I saw, no. It was, What'd you have? It was sticky. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool. I got to see him. You know what I mean? I'm and I'm a little bit. I'm the type where it's like, uh, if I see you, I'll, I'll say hi or whatever. But I'm not like, let's take a picture. Unless I don't know. Sometimes I'm a little bit weird like like that. It's like I want to kind. I want to kind of leave you alone and have your. Whatever, unless I maybe I saw Tiger Woods or something like that. But like, it's more for them, not for you, right? You're more like I don't want to bother them. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel know. the same oh, way. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then I have like cousins who are like, oh my god, it's da, 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 take a picture, of, leave alone, like let them be on a fucking airplane. Why are you taking a picture of that person? Like, quit bothering them. That's yeah. a, that I feel the same way. Yeah, but it's yes, Louis. He, no, no. I might ask for a picture, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I might. Yeah, depending it who depends it is. who it is. You know who it is. Like, who is there? Celebrity you guys really want to meet, like. Mine's Tiger Woods. Oh, man. I'm and I couldn't have met Tiger Woods, but I fell asleep. That's a good question. You fell asleep. I fell asleep. So Tiger Woods, like I said, I caddied. We both caddied. There was a, at Cog Hill in Lamont, a famous golf course. They had the BMW. It used to be the Western Open. They had it every year. So on Wednesdays, caddies that were potentially up for the the, uh, the Evans Scholarship, they would go and caddy for the members in the Pro-Am. The members would play with pros. So it's a Pro-Am. It's a five-sub, you know, four regular amateurs and a professional on the tour. And we got our group or my friends' groups. I just went to. I was gonna walk along with him. Was Tiger Woods, and he just got lucky. It's random. And I was like, "What?" So then I went and Takagi Hill has like four different fucking courses. So I went by this course and I'm waiting for them. Like, are we gonna go here and then we're gonna go tee off? So I'm waiting. I'm waiting and I don't see them. I didn't realize like the they were teeing off on the back nine and it was over here. And I just finally I was like, "Man, where the fuck they at?" Fuck it. So I went in the car and I fell asleep because I. I don't know if, yeah, if they couldn't have their cell phones on or something like that, or for whatever reason, I was like, I went to a car and I napped, and they they were out with Tiger, and I didn't get to see Tiger because I fucking, I just, I don't know, I was young and it's not more. I was like, I should have asked around, but you know, sometimes you're like kind of nervous and it's like I don't know what's going on where I'm at, and I'm I'm supposed to be there, but not really. I was gonna walk along yeah, the ropes, you're just gonna with them, walk yeah, around, you know, yeah. and then the no. most famous person I saw was Jordan, bro. He went tee off at at Medina. And oh, I was really? probably like from here to the chair, bro. It was it was close, but I mean I wasn't even supposed to be standing there, you know, because they tell you like don't, same shit happened with Jordan. Don't try to take pictures. Don't try to do shit, you know. I felt like I overslept on Jordan. Really, Jordan was at Merit Club, and me and my friend were gonna caddy the next day at Merit Club for some tournament in, in Gurney Merit Club because Jordan's also a mer- member of Merit Club. Our dumbasses got drunk and slept in, and we didn't caddy. We're gonna be in the tournament and the next day. He's like, hey. Jordan was at the club, and I was like, "You fucking kidding me!" Like, yeah, dude. I got to see him pretty, cl- pretty close. But at the time, yeah. I don't even think cell phones had. I had like a Kyocera, bro. You know? Oh, you had a seller. Yeah, it didn't have like a camera or anything like that, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was back then, bro. But I still got to see him up close. You know, that's cool. Though. I mean, it Shit. was cool, but I mean, it was whatever. 
I don't know. Like I'm more like, man, let it be. You know, I don't want to be that that person. Like, oh, let me take a picture with you. And just, yeah, they're probably like, get the fuck. It's out just of Tiger here. for me. Like Tiger, I really like. Maybe I had to really think hard, bro. Who who would be your person if you you were gonna ask for a picture? I think Jordan for one for sure. Now that you bring it up, but I think right now because of the Takashi six nine. Oh, you know it, bro. You know it. <laughs> no, uh, Rogan. Oh, oh Rogan. Man. Hey, that would I be a I, cool one. I think I saw Rogan. Uh, so if you guys ever, uh, so I don't know if you listen to Rogan talk about the comedy store how it used to be. Yeah. yeah in yeah. LA, man, that it was true, dude. Like, so you go in the OR, the original room, and you go by the bathroom, and there the comics are waiting. So like, it's funny. I went. I would go to LA to visit my grandma, and then my family. And then I'd go to the comedy store. I'd be like, oh, I'm leaving. I'm going to the comedy. I'd go by myself. I'd get the ticket. i sit there till 2 in the morning, watch all the comics. But in that time, like, it's funny. I saw Bill Burr. I saw Bobby Lee. Uh, who's the, the Indian guy from Canada? I forget. Russell Peters. Like, yeah, Russell Peters. All kinds of people, Damn. right? The guy who killed himself, saw him. Uh, who? He's like, yes. He was friends with Rogan. He's like, yes, yes. He was bald. He killed himself a few years ago. He was famous within that scene. Like, like Rogan he committed suicide? Or yeah, he yeah. Like- he got committed suicide. Uh, Brody Stevens. Just, His name was Brody Stevens. Did you say, yeah, yeah, he gone? Oh, yeah, he gone, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Hawk Harrelson. He gone. That, we've been saying, my friends, saying that he gone, the fucking White Sox. If you don't know. Like, oh, hell no. If you watch a White Sox game, Hawk Harrelson yeah, would be on there. We were talking then, about suicide. You're like, yeah, yeah, he gone. He gone. <laughs> so we use, yeah, I use that a lot for he gone. Suicide and other things. Okay. But, um, you go, I saw Rogan, there's this car, there's everybody, everybody hangs out in the back of the comedy store, or they did, I don't know how it is now, LA's such a shithole, but it was, it was, that's, everybody was there, it's a cool, you see, you see, I went there and I saw Bobby Lee and a bunch of, Bill Burr and a bunch of people for like a $20 ticket versus I had to come and see Bill Burr at the Chicago Theater for 60 or whatever dollars where the comedy store, because that's where they would work out that's and practice. That's LA though, bro. That, yeah, you know, it's LA, like, that's their background. Hollywood, yeah. Yeah, like, so that's what was cool I about it. it. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, I would come. Hey, come to think about it, but you know what? He gives you that vibe, like he would be cool with a picture, though. I w- I would hope so, bro. It yeah, would be I that's would how he so. acts on the pod, or like on he, anything. He else, would be because right? I I feel like I get where people come from. Celebrities come from where you're there, you're a certain thing. But sometimes it's like if you're eating with your family, especially with your kids, that's when I feel like you know. Fuck off a little bit, like Don't especially with your, your kids or something like that. Like maybe after or just say hi, but no, like if they're with your family, it's been eating too. It's like all right, because eating is an important thing to me. Like having a dinner and sitting and relax. But it's the thing where it's like you worked, you whatever. Now you're gonna have your dinner and it's like I'll say hi or whatever. But the same, like I'm trying to eat so. And I get angry. I agree with that, though. I don't think I would bother him if he was eating. But like, if I did see him out, like random, like at a co- at a comedy club or just walking whatever. the street, yeah, yeah or see the airport or whatever, I I think I would, bro. I would ask Rowan for a pic. Yeah. That's just me, though. I, I think I would too. I'd be like, let's take a, a nude. Take. <laughs> 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 Let me see your fucking Neanderthal penis. Let's see what you got. <laughs> what? What the fuck? Are there a lot of Italians here? In uh, in Aurora, it, uh, like I said, I barely know my streets around here. I don't right. know. Or, happy, I don't think so. Which camera am I looking at? Your that one over there. This one right here. Yeah, the Fuji. Okay, uh, Happy Columbus Day. My son's six point two five percent Italian. So I just want to shout out and say happy. Are oh, you part Italian? Oh, no, no, my son is. His oh. his mom. I know I'm spick. So <laughs> <laughs> my dad it was a coyote. He's in Mexico. He got deported by Obama. And he's a coyote. 
He was a coyote. Oh, that's badass. Yeah, bro. He, my dad was a coyote. So he was helping tons of people. Yeah, I don't know if they were helping him. Like, <laughs> well, now they're not, but back then they were. Yeah, but he was at least he was like ethical. Like he didn't because you know it's funny people make fun of the border. Like oh, like the border. If people, if you, I don't know if you got if you know people that worked in the border, but the border is a horrible place. My friend was a border patrol agent, and he got out of that shit. He was like he would have. He was like. You know, there's coyotes don't give a fuck. Like there was trucks, he said, of people that would just they would go off of hills and just like the what is it, the Dentons, all those people in Denton, Texas that got left in that trailer that and they bus. died. Oh, yeah, trailer and yeah, a bus. Yeah. yeah, so like that's why it's like, all right, like black markets create like really fucked up shady shit. Right. Versus either like that's why it's like, all right, it's like I know like this Honduran mage, he came back. <laughs> These two Honduran so people I came in. You're going in, bro. You're going in on the Hondurans. <laughs> no, bro. well, she came in. Like, we got her. We helped her. Uh, oh, you helped her get in the country? Yeah, through Coyote oh, okay. and up through Mexico. And she was like, luckily, nothing happened to her and her daughter, but they came together. But you see all these people get raped. Like, this other dude came, this younger, you know, you come out, they came with asylum. So you just got to get there. Because I picked her up from the from Chicago when she made so, it to the detention center or whatever. I, I, I picked her up that day. It's funny. Oh, your dad hit you up like, hey, you'll go pick these people up? No, no, this is after. So this is uh, after my dad got deported. But these are people I knew in Honduras that we oh, okay. and my friends helped get come to the U.S. So I remember I picked her up and then she was telling me the stories like, that's some fucked up shit down that happens over there. So it's not all like, wait, what, what were we talking about? Joe Rogan? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. fucked up. We went all the way. Actually, before I forget, bro, something separate. Oh, Christopher Columbus Day. Happy Christopher, Christopher Columbus Day. That is there what you, you said. Yeah. I ran into somebody from church that it's coming not from Honduras, bro. Where the fuck is he coming from? El Salvador? No. Venezuela, bro. Oh, yeah. They eat dogs over there. So. <laughs> they do. So he was telling me about his. We just we were uh, yeah. Venezuela is fucked up. We it's not up, North Korea, but fuck, it's it's close. It's close. Yeah. We linked yeah, up at a carnival, bro. Just started talking because our kids were on a jumpy thing, and um, he started telling me about his journey, bro. So I was like, "Yo, dude, we got a podcast, bro. You gotta come tell your story, dude, because it was wild, bro." His journey from uh, his Venezuela journey from to, Venezuela to come here, bro. Because you got to go through Mexico. He, he went through had to Mexico go through too, yeah. Central. But he was more like through the jungle. He's like the jungle was the wildest shit, and it was him, his girl, and his son. And his son had to be like one and a half, two years old, bro. Damn, going through the through the selva, bro. He's like, yeah. He started telling me a little bit about. It. I was like, man, you really come on. Got to come on the pod. But he he's only a Spanish speaker, bro. So it's gonna be a little rough, but it'll be dope. Put some yes. subtitles on it. Fuck it. <laughs> YouTube, you can, will, YouTube, YouTube will switch you know? it to English. Oh, really? Bro, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. But it, it would be a good story. I just didn't want to forget about that thought, bro. Yeah, Venezuela. Like I knew, yeah, Venezuela. Like I knew a dude. He was a doctor, but now he works at a factory. But he was in Venezuela. But like Venezuela, like places like that, like Venezuela, how Poland used to be, like. Yeah. You know, communist places. Like this is what you're gonna do. Everybody's watching you. Like I remember, uh, I had a, somebody. My uh, my uh, friend's dad. We we had a dinner, and he went to Cuba for work. He lived in Mexico, and I remember he was uh, he was there, and uh, they were all eating at a table, and none of the people were like touching any of their food, like barely. And but they were giving him all this stuff, and he's like, "What's going on here?" He's like, "Oh, we're not allowed to eat this and do that." So he's like, "I'm not eating until they're allowed to eat, because you know it's portion control. So you only mm -hmm. get so much food, you get the old cars." And he was like. It's not like it is over here. Like, you know, you got everybody watching you in the corner. Like, you've seen Scarface, right? You got everybody watching you in the corner. Like, they watch us now, but it's like, you don't, you don't have, you don't have privacy. You know what I mean? You can't go against, like, at least here, 
whoever's in office, you could talk shit about them, but you can't. You can't do that over there. You can't. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, fuck that. Fucking shoot your ass, dude. Or uh, they come to your fucking house, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Changing it up, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask for your opinion about what happened with like Will Smith and Chris Rock. Oh, uh, Will Smith and Chris Rock. I don't think I don't think we asked Ken. No, and, um, we didn't. And I wanted to hear like from your uh, perspective as a comedian. Like I know like. Sometimes you guys bomb and whatnot. It doesn't compare, right? Mm-hmm. But something like that, man, where you get someone to come up and fucking hit you and shit like that. It's what I hate about it is how like Will Smith got a standing ovation afterwards. You know, all those fake Hollywood people were like, "Oh, like you don't do that." First yeah, of all, yeah, yeah. and it's funny because people get pissed off when people get mad or angry at me. Usually, they have shit with themselves that they got to figure out and that's what they take it out on you which will smith did you know what i mean he had his own issues with him and, and jada right it's like all right you have your issues with your wife and you feel she's been attacked now you feel you have to defend her because if you watch the video he laughed at the joke yeah, yeah and then she turned at him and then he did that look and it was like oh you thought it was funny you know what i mean and now he's like oh i feel like i need to i need to and i had to go up and over to the it's like it's that dude at the club you know what I mean? Like, oh, now I gotta, I gotta prove it, and it's like you're not secure. And then it, it was a bad president because I can't say that word ever right. Because then, like, a little bit afterwards, that one dude tried to attack Chappelle, but they weren't having it. Remember, they tackled oh, yeah, they that tackled guy. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I just, you know, if people, like, I've a few times I've been having attacked on stage. I had one guy I was in Porter, Portage, Indiana, and he, the the owner was wasted, and he was heckling all the comics. So I started making fun of the owner. When I was on stage, and one of this this big dude, he's like, "You better stop talking about Jim, or I'll, and I'll or I'll punch you in the face." And I was like, "Do it!" It was like, and I told the other audience, "I was like, it was like, did you hear that? He wants to punch me in the face." And he started yelling at him because half of the room wanted to pay attention, watch comedy, and just the owner and this guy were just. It was people are like I said, they're not happy with themselves. Yeah. So because uh, after the show, the owner was like, "I'm sorry, I've been." I'm going through a lot right now. Like he's going through it and he's taking it out on us. And I, I told that dude, I was like, look, I got, I got, I'm getting paid to do 20 minutes. I'm doing my fucking 20 minutes. So if you want, you can come over here and swing on me. Um, but any, any didn't, you know what I mean? Like, but if he would have, like I was ready. So, but you know, if anybody who sees me on a show and wants to attack me, uh, I would shoot you probably. <laughs> I have a concealed carry. So fuck off. Don't, don't touch me. Oh shit. But like, don't, yeah, like I knew there's a lot of fucking bags. Dude. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck is going on right now?" Dude? <laughs> I fucking shoot you, dude. Uh, but it's like, yeah, it's it it's it's sad, and then it's people, and it does. It's a joke, you know what I mean? Like, it's not a threat. It's not like he went up to his wife, and then like he's like, if you're at a bar or whatever, and then there's a dude who is constantly badgering or something it's not like he was there badgering he's he's making a joke he's made jokes before like it's it's what you it's what you pay the guy to do and some there's there's a good bit with patrice o'neill where he's on fox news he's talking about like a joke a good joke or a joke that kind of doesn't they come from the same place you know what i mean so you you don't always know if they're gonna hit or not but you you got to give people the opportunity to try to develop it or something like that. Because people say like, oh, that was a horrible joke. Nobody would find that funny. Yeah, but he was trying, you know, you try to make things funny. You're trying to do something. Like when people say, this is one thing, it's like, oh, you can't joke about that. It, my opinion, you can joke about anything, right? Some people might get offended by it. Some people, and it's fucked up, you know. Uh, but you can, there's nothing, to me, there's nothing off limits. And that's the point of humor. Like there's some shit that fucks up. And so you make a joke about it. Like, I think that's how I kind of became funny because I don't deal with my emotions. My, I was not hugged as a kid. You know what I mean? So 
whenever I'm in an uncomfortable, when I was younger in an uncomfortable situation, I would joke about it. That's That was my thing. That's probably how I got into being funny or whatever because, you know, I'm uncomfortable. I went to the funny instead of like, you know, instead of dealing with my emotions or things like that, I was like, nope, I, I'll just make a joke. I don't want to deal with any of this shit. So fuck Will. I don't, I don't like Will Smith. It's And I can't watch movies. Well, it's weird because I liked Will Smith, but I can't. And I have empathy for people because it's like, oh, he's going through and he's to figure his own shit out. But it's uh, so since then you haven't been able to watch a Will Smith movie. It's or, I, or was it already? I can't. You know what I mean. I like it, it's hard for me because after that it really changed, and I hate. And then they gave him the award and everything, and he had the apology, and they all stood for him. Like nah, he went up there, yeah, and, and sucker, it. yeah, and he sucker punched fucking Will Smith or sucker slapped or whatever, oh, like Chris Rock or Chris Rock. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, and it's like <clears throat> you're just you should. Somebody should shit in your face. Yeah, like, um, put it on TikTok. I have I have another one. Um, yeah. Ti started doing oh. comedy. I don't know if you heard about it. Yeah, and, and um, I think he got upset because I think they were heckling him. And but it's like it's part of um what happens right as you as a comedian. So it, it's funny. Uh, Michael, remember Michael Richards said the N word, uh, Kramer. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So this, this is what happened. Like when you. When you're famous, and, and and you see in the movie comedian with Seinfeld, you see this. When you're famous, they give you about thirty seconds to a minute of like, oh shit, it's Ti, or oh it's Jerry Seinfeld, or oh it's Kramer as a stand-up, and then it's like it gets quiet. And they're like, okay, what's next? If you don't come with the jokes or whatever, like people are there to pay to laugh, and it's funny because that whole Robert Jesus Christ could come up and do stand-up, right? And for the first minute, they're like, oh my God, it's Jesus, the Lord and Savior. But after that minute or two, people are like, people don't give a fuck who you are. It's like- to the next level with it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, motherfucker. our Lord and Savior. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like, okay, are you going to make us laugh? You know, Jesus Christ will get heckled. They'll throw the little Jesus chips from the church. And like, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're not, if you're not- this guy's wilding, bro. If you, Just in case y'all didn't know what Jesus Christ is talking about. He's talking about your Lord and Savior, Yeah, bro. not like your, your cousin or something like that. But yeah, Lord, the, the, you're wilding, bro. But it's like, it doesn't matter who you are. I had to go to the extreme example, but you get, as, as a famous person or as, you know, uh, Lord and Savior, you get about a minute. You know what I mean? And I'm like, holy it. shit, blah, blah, blah. But then it's like... You got to bring on the funny. You got to bring... Because it's funny. You tell a joke, people laugh. Even as a comedian, people laugh or whatever, and then... It go the laughter just goes away and it's like what's next, you know what I mean? It's it's not like a musician or whatever. You can uh, like with comedy, like it, think about it. You're in a group of strangers, all sitting there just looking at you, and they're like, "All right, what's next?" Makes us laugh. It's not like, and it's funny. A lot of comedians get upset that Ti like comedians get upset that Ti does comedy. Comedians get upset that. Other like non comedian like it's funny at an open mic people get upset if people aren't real comics and blah blah blah. So you're at an open mic and they get upset who's going up because it's like oh they're taking my stage time. And I'll give this advice to comics if you're at an open mic and you're upset, it's called an open mic. Anybody can sign up, and that's and if you're at the level where just you're doing open mics and not shows, it's something you have to deal with. If you don't want to deal with people not signing up, get better and funnier. So you're just doing book shows. You don't have to deal with that shit. It's it's simple as that. People 
comics are very incredibly sensitive and they're cowards. Like a lot of, uh, there's a few of us that aren't, but a lot of, it's a lot of cowards, especially on the North side of Chicago. You got to go through it though, right? Uh Yeah. Yeah. You got it. You got it. You got to go through it. And that's, and if you complain, there's a lot of, it's funny. There's a lot of complaining on, and it's funny. And you feel that as a comic, we're like, oh, I should get booked. I didn't. And you eventually, when you get better, it's when you just focus on being a better comic and writing or whatever. And not in anything. Like, you're not going to get better complaining. You know, you don't see Michael Jordan wasn't on Facebook complaining about other people. He was getting good at basketball. They didn't have it at the time. But, you know, right. know people that are successful mean. like that, they're, they're not the ones that are writing like, oh, that joke is, in, that's not a proper joke or blah, blah, blah. They're getting funny and they're writing. They're not complaining about things. You know what I mean? Or about T.I. getting on stage. All right, let, let, he went on stage. Let him do it. Like, at one point, you didn't do comedy. Now you're doing it. And that's yeah. true, bro, because when I went to see a show, the last time I went to see a show, um, fucking some, the dude from In Living Color was there. The bald guy that with the overalls. I don't know if you've ever seen Maybe Damon Wayans? No, it wasn't Damon Wayans. No, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, bro. it was, uh, I forgot his name, man. He always would be in overalls. He was like the handyman. I know there was Damon... Keenan Ivory, no, Keenan Ivory had hair. I feel yeah. like it wasn't Damon Wayne's. Nah. No, no, no. Because no. I remember, remember there was a two dudes with little hats. One of them was David Allen Greer, and the other one was Damon Wayne's. And he was the better. So out of everybody, black else, dude, right? Yeah. All the other people were like very average or sucked, and then he was like the main <coughs> show, and he came on and he fucking delivered, dude. And you're, and not only the fact that he was famous or mm. been on a famous uh, sitcom, yeah, but. You are expecting that, like you said, the whole delivery. And I mean, he was the best out of all everybody that stood up that night, you know? And, and I'll give some other advice. One time, comics do this to themselves. They like to blame the audience a lot of times. But sometimes, yeah, some audience are shitter than Some audiences are so good that it makes you feel like you're better than you are. You just say shit and they start laughing. You know what I mean? Right. So that happens. You know, you're going to have those good and bad shows, but it's. It's a trap if you're a comic and you're upcoming. Don't blame the audience because if if you don't, if it's always the audience, then you're not gonna get better. Like I, I remember I saw a show and I was doing that. I was at a show and then and it was like everyone was doing bad. Nobody did. I didn't good. I was like, man, it's, it's and I, in my head I was like, it's just the audience is not. It's not gonna work. And I saw Jim Flanagan. He's a lo- he's a really funny local Chicago guy. He's a podcast with Pat. Ma- I think Pat McGann, and he's been on my podcast. I forgot the episode, but he went up. And he just killed in front of everybody. And I was like, and I'm glad I saw that because it kind of put me in my place. I was like, all right, Giovanni, you're complaining. Like, you could be better, obviously. It's like, there are bad answers, but it's, if you blame, like in anything else, if you start blaming everybody else, you're not going to get better. You're not going to look at yourself and be like, oh, what can I do better? You know, you're just going to be like, fuck. I'm going to go listen to some Takashi 69 and <laughs> eat an ice cream. <laughs> I'm starting to think you're a fan, dude. I was say, you keep bringing them up, man. So. <laughs> It's, You're gonna dye your hair soon, aren't you, bro? No, I uh, I was gonna do it at one point, but then, really, uh, were you? I go in phases. I had short hair, now I'm growing a mullet. I get phases of what I want to do, but no, like Takashi, um, I'm not a fan of the music. You know what I mean? Or maybe anything. I don't know. But I remember, uh, like, I heard it, and it's one of the songs. Like, that's not for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was like it was cool. He's Mexican, New York, and he got famous. He made his money and. I'm curious about his childhood. What happened where he went straight six nine like that? But <laughs> fuck, who the fuck? Because think right about now. it, we're all of us like we we are who we are because some shit how we grew up or some shit happened or our parents, you know. Oh, of course. Or like you know, or some girls really good in bed because yeah. her dad wasn't there or something like that. Like there's always some shit like oh that's that, why that, yeah. she's eating like, my ass because her dad wasn't around, so she's a great <laughs> ass eater now, you know. So yeah. don't be hey, there for your kids. How all these strippers? You think their dad was around that I've had sex with? No, obviously. 
Don't be there for your parents. Am I? <laughs> but I know I'm, I'm now that I have a kid. I'm like I, I resent people who aren't there for bad parents. that disgust me. You know what I mean? So I hate bad parents. Now that I'm a dad, you know, it's like how can you be a bad whatever? But that's to each your own. Um, well, this is the time, bro, to plug in all your stuff, man. That way, people can follow you, uh, which I definitely recommend. You got your own pod. You're a comedian. Where can they look you up? Yeah, um, so check out the Lowdown Podcast uh, Instagram. Uh, I have a Patreon. It's only three bucks a month to support. I put. I'm gonna put out. So right now, it's like, look, I'm not putting a lot of Patreon content, but everybody's getting a lot of free content. Like every episode, every week, it's a different Chicago comedian, like a lot of heavy hitters. So check it out. Support. And then I have gear, but I'm not good at selling it. But if you DM me, I could probably sell it. I have it. I'm just sitting on it. I'm bad. I work a lot. So give me a break. But yeah, Instagram, Lower Down Podcast. Tell a friend. I have, if you want something, DM me. I have stickers. or I'm getting new stickers I can hand out. And then I have shows coming up. So yeah, the 21st, I have that me have the show at Lincoln Lodge where I record. And I'll probably, I'm thinking about doing a live one. It's soon. I'm working on working on a live one. So just, yeah, go on the Instagram, check it out, and don't DM me too much because I'll start DMing you and be active, and then I'll, I'm bad on Instagram. Maybe Facebook, but Instagram. Facebook? I fade out. Yeah, Instagram, it's, I don't. Sometimes I don't even look at my messages. I get pretty bad. But Facebook Messenger, I'm not bad. Give my ideas. And check out the Lobo Den group on Facebook only if you want horrible, aggressive, disgusting memes. The Lobo Den group. Uh, if not, uh, stay away because you'll not like me as a person anymore if you see some of those memes. But they're funny. Hey, dark humor. I had a question about the name. Like, where where'd the name come my from? My dad's. So my dad's nickname was Lobo Lobo Tejano. So that was his nickname. So he was a coyote, but they call him Lobo. Yeah, Lobo Tejano was That's his nickname. Dope. So they call him Lobo. And then our first dog we got was a Rottweiler named Lobo. He got sent to Arizona or killed or something happened to him, and I was upset and bitter that I got rid of my dog. So out of spite, my parents had a tattoos. I was eighteen. I drove across the border, Wisconsin, and get a tattoo. Eighteen. I went. I got a Lobo tattoo on my back. And eventually, I, you start picking up the name. Like, you know, my dad was Lobo, and they used to call me Lobito, and eventually it became my oh, nickname. Man. So I was like, I looked up the Wolf Den when I first got it started, but the Wolf of Wall Street, the cocaine dude, he mm-hmm. he has a Wolf Den podcast. So I was like, oh, yeah, Lobo Den. So that's how Lobo Den started. Got it. I wanted to find out. I was like, well, sure. Yeah. And you say it's super fucking fast, so I couldn't catch it at first. I was like, what the fuck is this Oh, guy yeah, saying? yeah, I talk way too fast. So let me slow down. All right, say it slow then. Take a barbiturate. Uh, the Lobo, the Lobo Den. I have such a Chicago <laughs> accent. The Lobo Den podcast. There we go. From Chicago, a no ketchup on your hot dogs. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Anything before? Hey, we... thanks for coming, bro. All right, Appreciate thank you guys it. for having fun me. time. All right. Yeah. So this is Compass Official. Thank you for listening, and watching. Thanks for listening. Doses. <laughs>